Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation. We want to welcome you to episode 20 of the Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys Rich and Tim bring you the latest news every single Wednesday that we're excited to show you guys. I am your host, Rich Ford, along with my boy, Tim over there. How you doing, Tim? Good, you man. Doing great, man, doing great. Hey, guys, we want to thank you once again for all the brand new uh, uh, people of the Unwoke Nation uh, hearing us out there, so we are very excited. Also, we're hearing about brand new countries all the time. It's almost like every week, isn't it? Man, we're, we're attracting people all over. We are, we are now uh, officially international. I know. I confidently say that because we have attracted uh, uh, all sorts of uh, new countries. And uh, I'll actually pull up the statistics here real fast for us. We have picked up uh, Nigeria has um, come into the fray. Uh, Brazil, you know, we've had Canada before. Uh, our partners are neighbors to the north there. Chile is a new one. Uh, Yay! For us, you know, the uh, the UK is back on the list. India, we picked up uh, a listener in India. Yes, namaste out there. Yeah, uh, New Zealand, who uh, we thank the Kiwis for tuning in once again. And then Romania is another place that we oh, picked up. Oh, that's a new one. That yeah. is a new one, yeah. So, okay, good, good. So we are uh, national and international. Yeah, guys, and like I said, we thank everybody for uh, listening to us, you know, every single week, and also we want to make sure we're always bringing good content, fresh content, or things that'll get you thinking, probably things that you be able to talk with people, you know, that are in your lives, and, and uh, as always, guys, we always want to hear from you guys, we're always uh, putting it out there saying, hey, if you guys got a show idea or some topic, even if it's something in your own country, where, hey, we'll do the research and figure it out and be able to, you know, uh, learn a little bit more about it, we can bring it out to the show, so, uh, so yeah, guys, always re- know you can reach out to us. It's called feedback at unwokedshow.com. I'll say it again. Feedback at unwokedshow.com. Definitely love hearing from you guys. Hear about what you like the show, what you don't like about the show, what you agree with, what you don't agree with. You think we're a bunch of assholes. I don't know. Yeah, so. it's all possible. And who knows? We might actually ask you to join the, on an episode and tell us why either we're good or we suck. Yep, that's what we're always here for. So, but but hey, guys, th- again, thank you for joining us here in the Unwoke Nation. So, we got a great topic today, and also I know that Tim is fired up about it. There's probably some stuff going on in your country too. Say, uh, saying so, go ahead, take it away, Tim. I'm pretty sure every country is experiencing some form of what we're gonna getting ready to talk about now. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, diversity, uh, inclusion, and uh, equality for actually diversity, equity, and inclusion, otherwise known as DEI. Mm. So what that really means is DEI is a framework, um, a societal and corporate framework for uh, making us all feel included, kind of a kumbaya or the sense of a kumbaya. A kumbaya. Yeah, pretty much. it's generally uh, that type of training is aimed at the underserved or underrepresented groups within not only society, uh, schools, but corporations and stuff as well. You know, uh, groups such as Indians, Asians, Blacks, Latinos, you know, non-white folk. Mm. You know, but I'll just put it out there. And this has really come into the fray uh, since you know George Floyd. You know, was shot and everything that happened post George Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a way for liberal white people to try and 
right the wrongs of society, if you will, right? I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, as an example, Microsoft apologizing to uh, the Indian nations because their corporate headquarters in uh, Seattle is on reservation, well, was on Indian land at one time. You know, so it's that type of example where we're trying to say, hey, we know we are on your land, our bad. Right. Okay. Um, and this is especially uh, been interesting in Hollywood. Oh. So I'm reading right from Yahoo Entertainment on this one. And the article is diversity fatigue. Hollywood loses four DEI leaders in less uh, than two weeks. And so that's kind of important because this kind of blew up over Twitter in the last couple of weeks mm. um, you can imagine the complaining um, on certain parties or the black community let's just be honest about mm. it right and so the article reads it says three studios and the academy of motion picture arts and sciences laid off or lost top diversity execs in the past 10 days which gives the impression that the industry is placing diversity equity and inclusion on the back burner I can totally see that. I think the, uh, I think the way that we have, we've been seeing all over and all. Because even though that's entertainment, also what we're really talking about is just kind of how the corporate side, you know, corporate companies and stuff, you know, trying to be all a part of this DEI. And I, I totally agree with that. And I can see where it's coming. I think people are just getting tired. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous because, um, you know, when corporations start cutting, where do they start looking? Yeah, start looking at the, yeah right. What what can I lose in HR? Oh, mm-hmm. DEI is DEI making us any money? No, nope. absolutely not. Right. So that's one area that has uh, you know that's one area where you can start cutting right. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's kind of ridiculous that we actually have to have this notion of diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, I mean, it's as someone who has been through. Um, this type of training and past jobs the training is never fun it's incredibly uncomfortable i yeah, i was i can see that it, being, you know um because it's not as fluent as the communication isn't as fluent mm-hmm. or is are not as fluid i guess is a better way to put it between uh, employees or even between you and i for example rich mm-hmm. if you and i were sitting in a conference room with a bunch of our peers and we're having having to sit through here and listen to how John may have offended Susan. What is a better way that John could have said that, hey, I don't think your feedback's great, but I see some of the points I may try to incorporate that. It's that type of uh, ridiculous um, you know, trying to find the right word. I, I would just say just ridiculous training for um, dealing with people that aren't white. Well, I, I think what I think part of it too, uh, Tim. This land, you know, you mentioned before how I said it's just awkward, and I think it's what it is. I think it also just kind of causes that stress because now what it is, you have you have people who are white. And it's like I said, you know, me being a black person is like, you know, I'm and listening and heard how all this is. It it makes 
it's almost like it's making people who are not minorities sit there. It's like they're constantly having to think about what do I say? How do I say it? What if I say this? How do I say that? It's like, you know, it's kind of like what we mentioned a couple or a couple towards the beginning of episodes, how we're said about like uh, comedians, you know, comedian, right. you know, comedians now have to think about, OK, I got a bit that I want to do. But if I say it this way for the uh, for the punchline, it might offend people who are black. If it say this way, it might offend people who might be it might might be uh, handicapped, whatever the case may be. And so now they have to constantly think about what's the right way to be able to do. So, no, I can understand that, you know, being uncomfortable, you know, so, uh, and, and yeah. It's, it, and it's interesting because it says the drive for, diver- for diversity that picked up prominence with 2020's Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Right. Seems to have run its course after just three years. You see, and the thing is that it, it is, and just being a black person or, you know, looking at this and having people thinking all about, you know, being a black person and celebrating also. I mean, I will say this is like, I'm sure that Black Lives Matter started off as something that was supposed to be good. But then the I think what happened was the inmates took over the asylum. Oh, for sure. You know, so right. and next thing you know, you're hearing people out there, they're spending, uh, quote, donation money. You know, so to go, you know, going out there buying drugs and all these quote leaders of the different cult, uh, different uh, chapters were doing all this different stuff, where and it just went off the rails. Well, Black Lives Matter. I mean, ultimately, if it was truly um, created to um, promote Black Lives and the promotion of how you know Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. The movement would have looked internal instead of focusing on white guilt and trying to make white people feel, you know, guilty. exactly um, attacking white people on the uh, on the streets and at restaurants. So they're saying, you know, you must apologize and do all this other stuff. It's like, I mean, where people are just out in the battle where and thinking that that's going to be acceptable. Exactly. And, and so, if somebody fights back, it's like, oh, well, now you're just, you know, now you're just harassing black men. Wait, wait, wait. I literally saw a white couple. And I think it was in Baltimore. Sitting oh, outside shit. of yeah yeah first off yeah you sitting outside in Baltimore is like yeah, yeah I mean that ain't I, that ain't a good idea yeah it's kind of like yeah you know much. that ain't right right so and they're sitting out there and they're surrounded by probably about twelve to fifteen people and these people are in their face sitting at a table that's outside this restaurant and they're practically yelling at them and I don't know if they try to get the apology and here's the funny part about it. some of the people over there were actually white oh lovely I mean it was like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I bring this up because this, had, like I said, had blown up on Twitter. And it feels like from the black community perspective, are they wondering if this was lip service all along? Mm. Right. Like a corporation can't fire a black person regardless of their role. Right. And so this one particular individual says, as a black lady sketch show actress. Now, remember, we had to get a black lady sketch show. Right. We had to get all of that in there. Actress Yvette Nicole Brown tweeted, I guess all those black boxes after George Floyd was murdered were for nothing. And that's referencing the so the uh, 2020 social media blackout that was supposed to be in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, right, doing the whole right. black yell on Instagram and, and whatnot. Yeah. Exactly. And so, 
And it just doesn't stop with Hollywood, right? Disney's chief diversity officer and senior vice president, Latondra Newton, a six-year veteran, was the first of the four to go. On uh, June 20th, the company said that Newton was leaving to pursue or to pursue eh, other endeavors. Predict, uh, predictably, her exit was celebrated by a faction of people who blamed her for The Little Mermaid's woke casting of black actress and singer uh, Halle Bailey. Now, I remember I, when I went to go see the, I think the second last time I went to the movie, I think they had just put out, you know, those big, uh, big tall type of advertisements were like that. And even I stepped in and looked, I'm like, Ariel's going to be black. Yeah. I mean, we're really trying that damn hard. Well, it's not. How's those ratings, Tim? Yeah. Oh, those were terrible. That it got Little Mermaid got horrible reviews at the box office. In other words, craptacular. Well, if if we're gonna pile on craptacular, let's go ahead and throw in the Wonder Years reboot. Ah, shit. Remember talking about that off air? Yeah. That's right. Uh, now, and let you guys know out there on Walk Nation. I mean, him him telling me that I was shocked because I actually grew up. Watching Fred Savage and all, yeah. you know, so Winnie and everything like that. So when he showed me this, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, uh, it's a, the Wonder Years Black Edition. That's what it should have been called. Yeah. And then uh, for those Scooby-Doo fans out there, Velma, which is a series on HBO Max, actually has Velma portrayed as a black person. And Shaggy, that's right, Shaggy is actually... A black person in this. Yep. And then you've got Fred playing the dumb white guy. Oh God. Yep. And um, Daphne, the uh, melodramatic white girl. Mm-hmm. And there's actually no Scooby. That was the shocking part. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough for us. So, and we wish you guys could be able to see the pictures we were looking at. Definitely, you can go on the Google and put up. Well, I guess the show's name Velma. Yeah, you look look up the show. Look up the show Velma. Mm, I think it's look, an HBO Max show. It's an HBO Max uh, animated series. Look at uh, look up. Hit the images. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're gonna see Black Shaggy, Black Vel- uh, Black Velma, no Scooby. Yeah. And I know what we were talking about on it, you know, when he, he was actually showing me the picture. And I mean, just the picture he showed of all the four characters, main characters of the show, it was pretty blatant and everything, especially the one the, where it shows basically uh, Black Velma and Black Shaggy, but I think they're using a different name, isn't that, isn't yeah, that the case? Exactly. Yeah, they're using a different name on top of that, yeah, so they're not even sticking uh, to that crap. I pull, uh, if I can try and find uh, what the guy's name is it just obviously it talks about Velma uh, but I mean we can continue on because uh, I can't find the, but, the guys but, but there's a picture that it shows in of all four characters and they have the two black characters basically Shaggy and Velma stand next to each other but it has uh, the white the white character Fred. Fred and Daphne and Daphne's just hanging over him you know, like basically, you consider like the, like the kind of like y'all know she's got red hair, but just like the blonde, you know, suburban girl who's always shopping all day. This is completely ditzy and right everything like that. And he's sitting up there, you know, basically looking he's in like, his butt, like uh, yeah, big eyes. Like, oh, what am I here for? Like uh, I'm a complete fucking tool. <laughs> exactly. And it's kind of like it's like what are we trying to portray here? It's like so now we're 
we're doing it where is it almost like it's reverse racism. Yeah. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Yeah, and I and I would agree with that. I think right. it really is. It's trying to like turn things around. It's like you think that by making by making white characters that's supposed to make everything I guess equality equity I don't know if they intertwine those words it's like to make everything square is that what we're trying uh, to do because that doesn't do it at all if anything I, it pisses people off and adds more I to I think you're throwing the inclusion part that's where um where this is really coming in mm-hmm. again this woke um concept of diversity equity and inclusion um it, it it makes no sense. It it I don't I don't get the inclusion other than you have an all black Wonder Years. Now I'm not saying you can't reboot a series, right? Or you can't reboot a cartoon series, right? I mean you can reboot whatever you want, mm-hmm. right? But when your reboot goes as far as your your casting. A traditionally white role, right? Um, with a black person in this instance, we're talking about the Little Mermaid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fine. You know, I would give you a pass on that, right? You're making the Little Little Mermaid your own for a second, right? But when you change the songs and the words in the songs. Yeah, and that's what I, you know, you're the second person to tell me that. So, so they, so, gosh. They rewrote some of the words and some of the songs and that even how. I mean, even Under the Sea? Yeah. Same by Sebastian? Yeah, yeah. And then um, even how The Little Mermaid becomes you know, ends up getting, I think it's either married or something. I didn't see, I'm, I'm pulling bits and pieces from when I watched it, um, the original, mm-hmm. uh, with the kids when they were way, way younger. And it's, I believe it's Ariel in this version kills the, uh, the chick that's the evil octopus. I can't think right. of the name right now. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. I think in the original, it's the male that eliminated her father, I think it was. Yeah, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so that's more like a women's empowerment type? You know, I don't know what that really is what? other than, again, woke... You're right. Woke Hollywood trying... Um, and I'm assuming the the vil, uh, Ursula, the villain, yeah, is probably that's like who, white. Yeah, well, that... No, or, Ursula stayed the same. Okay. So. But it's it's how she's eliminated in the first one versus how she's eliminated in the second one, right? They, right. they changed all of that too, right? Um, when you when you just start changing stuff like that... With no no apparent reason for... Yeah, it just... It doesn't even add to the story. It, it just... Your continuity and everything is just thrown off at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Again, you're trying to make a film your own, and I get that. Um, but... There's, uh, you know, there's there's no reason mm-hmm. to take it so far the other way on this particular film. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you can't do it with other films. Um, but who was the uh, producer for um, Avatar? 
Is that James Cameron? I think you're right. I think it's James Cameron, right? Yeah, I mean, it's when he, when he abused and just destroyed all the Transformers movies that came out, right? I mean, it, it's on that level of just awful. <laughs> just awful. Like, don't ever touch. Or no, was it, or was it Michael Bay? No, it wasn't. It was, I think James Cameron. Mm-hmm. But just don't, right? And so, you know, it even hits with Netflix. Uh, Verna Myers was Netflix head of inclusion uh, strategy. Um, she is stepping down from her role in September. More of a thing like it's like stepping down instead of getting fired. Yeah. Um, you know, all of this comes pretty much on the heels of the Supreme Court striking down affirmative action, which we talked about um, mm-hmm. last episode. Right. And, and it's not just in corporations, though. Right. It's in schools. It's in our communities. Right. We're we're trying to manufacture inclusiveness instead of letting it just happen right the way that it's supposed to Mm -hmm. and we're making it just that much more difficult on ourselves and and it i and it gets back to i would even go as far as saying it's a new form of reverse racism yeah, and I think that's what it, and I think it's just people are starting to just get to this. I mean, we were talking offline. I mean, we look at just how all these different information, and even if you go outside and where you're looking at the thing with Bud Light, you're thinking about the civil stuff with, exactly. Tiger, with Target or where. So, you know, people are trying to, you have these companies that are trying to be the quote, the quote, social justice warriors and basically forcing into basically isolating their market base, you know, their, 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 you know the target markets and they're you know what it is is that these you know they're coming back saying like we're not going to deal with this anymore if you want our business or whatever case may be you need to stop because this whole social justice warrior and trying to do all this crap is about and let's think about tim it's like you know i mean obviously i see you're telling everybody you know about how you feel even when we go back two to three years ago when all the stuff really started hampering up around the George Floyd and now you're starting to see a COVID little, and all COVID that and stuff, stuff like right. that. Yeah, you start, I mean, I, let's say I had white people still saying it's like, well, it's particularly with the racism stuff, they were just like, well, oh, you know, and knocking on this and that and, and about white guilt as you talked about, you know, the episodes before. Right. You know, so they were just starting to get to the point. They were like, it's like, you know, I'm starting to really not like this. And they said, in fact, I feel like it's adding more division. So it's just kind of like... You, you're trying you're basically using you're using what you don't want you you're using what you don't want and it's actually making it worse yeah i mean that wedge is being driven yes right absolutely and you know i think this uh quote that i'm gonna uh, read again I i think it sums it up that essentially was were dei roles merely lip service all along I, you know, I, I think on some level, businesses have to have some type of diversity, equity, and inclusion training, right? Because what ha- what what's ultimately going to happen mm-hmm. if you didn't have it? And I'm talking to um, an Asian lady and instead of calling um, my, my co-worker uh, mm-hmm. Sue right that can be either an American or Asian name and I drop slant eyed on her yeah obviously yeah that would be something inappropriate but but you know without having something like this right I mean obviously 
you would think I would know better. Sure. By that time, but if if there isn't any sort of um, training on that, right? Mm. Because if you don't have this training, what does that ultimately lead to? Well, discrimination in the workplace mm-hmm. that leads to lawsuits, right? Right, and out of lawsuits comes mandated legal mm-hmm. and court mandated. You know what we want to call sensitivity, right? Training, training right? right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think on a certain level you have to have something. Uh, but to say, is it really lip service all along? Um, I don't think that is, is lip service. I do agree that you know you need some type of of training and also. But let's, I mean, let's look at some even bigger examples. I mean, if you look at the example like it is for Coca Cola, you know, was it like a year or so when they did the whole. I think somebody might have leaked out the, uh, I think it was the... Uh, oh, one of their diversity yeah, slides. Yeah, I think yeah I diversity slides and also, I mean, the question is, like, how far do you go with that? Because, and I'm sure you could probably pull it up there, Tim, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I texted it to you and I'm pulling it. Um, okay, this is for Coca-Cola. This was a screenshot that I had uh, found. Somebody had linked it, uh, had put this out, and it said... Confronting racism, understanding what it means to be a to be white, challenging what it means to be racist. Try to be less white. Yeah, see when I heard that, I'm like and this is their diversity, equity, and inclusion slide. Mm-hmm. And it says to be less white is to be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain, be less de- defensive, be less ignorant. Be more humble. Break with white solidarity. So I'm sorry. Uh, would that classify in any way of being like, um, dare I say, stereotypical? Are we basically trying to say all white people are oppressive, arrogant, overly confident, defensive? You know, so tend to be arrogant, not really humble, and need to break away from their own culture. Yeah. Um, Is that basically what it is? And that's going to make everything fine and dandy, right? I just like, try to be less white. Uh, yeah, like, try to be less white. <laughs> let let some company come up sit there saying like, hey, everybody, I know we're on the south side of Chicago and they're like that, so, but we got some other stuff, but, you know, we need you to try to be less black. Do you know how big that lawsuit was? NAACP would be up somebody's ass. You know, so here, try to be less black. Yeah. What? Yeah, no. It's like, they're like, the hell you are going to do this like that. We're going to sue the snot out of you guys. Well, and I love the fact, what it means to be white. Are you shitting me? What it means to, okay. Rich, who's the idiot that put this together? Because I hope the, I hope the fuckers are white. And also, because I mean, well, we know we're gonna have we're gonna have Tim here, who happens to be black, and we're gonna let him tell you about that. Um, how is Tim, who I see right in front of me, might be black? Um, how is he gonna tell me to be less white? <laughs> that doesn't make no darn sense. You know, I saw the movie Soul Man. Do I need to dye my skin black just so I can get into Harvard now? I, I, yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just like, 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 where, uh, again, come on now. I mean, it goes back to what I said before. It's like, when, where, where does this end? And that's why I was, I brought up the thing when I said with like Bud Light and with uh, Target and stuff like that. I think that was the first sign of people saying, like, okay, all this crap about 
equity and all so I think people are just getting tired of because it is being shoved down their throats and it's probably the same way in you guys countries too it's being shoved down your throats all the time and it's just like you know enough's enough and I think that's what it is if people are going to get if, if people want this to stop the only thing that people seem to understand as we just saw using examples of both of these companies who are who lost a good amount of money also we right. all know that you know Bud Light lost six billion dollars mm-hmm. well, yeah. where like that's all in and market share and also but it takes economic warfare to be able to say okay I am not spending my dollars on this company trying to feed us this bullshit right and once they like see that's the thing about it. Like sometimes it's unfortunate where that it takes it takes a company or it takes anybody hitting them in the pocketbook for them to go, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. Because can anybody still explain to me why the president or CEO of Anheuser-Busch has not said, I'm sorry? Well, when you suffer from anal glaucoma, it's a little difficult to... to... <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like... <laughs> it's, a, it's a little difficult when... <laughs> I mean, it's just when like... you don't see any light and, you know, your head's just buried up your ass. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just... It's just like, I mean, it's really, really that simple. It's like, you know, you want to alienate your customer base. And I'm not trying to change the subject. I want to make sure we stay on topic. Well, it, but, it fits into that whole narrative, right? Right. You know, it's like, you know, you, you're trying to you're trying to appease whatever social justice group you have in there like that. Or so it's like it's, there's so many of them. It's like looking at a, a, a jar full of marbles. Yeah. It's exactly. like, you know. That you just like, well, we gotta go this way and we gotta go that way, no, because we gotta make everybody happy. And it's kind of like, okay, eventually you figure you would have in this particular case six billion reasons why this probably wasn't a pretty good idea. Which is the reason why our lady, who was actually the marketing person, is not there anymore. Why the marketing person, the diversity person, is not at that the company you it, mentioned. You know, there has to be a reason why. But, yeah, and. If you know if if you paid any t- any attention in the news to Disney, I mean they've been he- hemorrhaging money. Oh, it was like what was it? Uh, weekend it was like 80, 80 million or something like that. Yeah, they have. I mean, if they tried to sell any of their marquee franchises, whether it's Marvel or um, the Star Wars franchise, uh, they would not get. Um, they wouldn't. Even, they wouldn't even break even. They would lose money if they tried to sell it. Right? Wow. Um, so Disney paid um, almost four billion dollars for Lucas Films, which owned the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. If they tried to sell it today, with all of the awful movies that have come out, you know, uh, The Force Awakens, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, those were just absolutely terrible wow movie. terrible movies mm-hmm. um they would take a massive loss on that and so you know you're not going to do that but you know that disney's got a lot of work ahead of them to you know write the ship but it doesn't help when you get into a pissing contest with the governor of florida mm-hmm. either right right um and, and, and Disney's one of those big uh, DEI uh, believers. I mean, they, they've made it. They've made it quite clear in their future projects where so they're going to. If I understand it, where I guess from the leaked uh, last year, I think it was from the leaked uh, 
I think conf- I think it was some type of video conference where they had where they said, you know, they're planning on making at least three fourths of their pro- of their future projects having something to do with some type of woke agenda. Yeah, and it's and then it's unfortunate because Disney will ultimately be uh, in a position where they have to start selling things mm-hmm. off to stay alive. And you know, we didn't intend for this to be. Uh, you know, a Disney discussion, but it's there. If you really think about it, they're really the big uh, company at the forefront right now of that. But I mean, besides Target, but um, so you kind of see what is happening, mm-hmm. and so you, know, you you reap what you sow, basically. Yeah. Right. And so. And the thing is that Tim, where it's actually going to get worse, and it's not necessarily the subject at all. But I don't know if you heard the story. Uh, over the weekend, uh, which I forgot to mention to you off there, um, you do realize where, so I think there is a decision and that sounds like it's going to be effective immediately, that they're actually going to try to basically retire Mickey Mouse. Oh. Yeah. I had to read that article. I'm like, they're going to try to retire Mickey Mouse. So what are you going to do with all the ear hats? Uh. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, okay. Disney was built on Mickey Mouse. Steamboat Willie. Yep. It, that's where it all... That, yeah. I mean, but but again, wow. it's that woke agenda, mm-hmm. that woke uh, mind virus that, uh, to, to quote Elon Musk, um, that's going to ruin Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already see it. Um, but it also plays into, again, that diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um there's that white liberal mindset that is you know it's absolutely ridiculous when you have a company such as coca-cola telling you to be less white really or no how to be less white um i think that sums it up all uh right there and so with that unwoke nation we'd love to get your thoughts and feedback on this comment um as always you can reach us at feedback at unwoke Again, it's feedback at unwokethashow.com. Rich, another great topic tonight. And as always, uh, be less white. Yep, I will try to. All right. I might have mastered it by now, huh? Yeah, maybe. Okay, okay. (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, we'll see you next time.